It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome to the Week 3 Fantasy Points Market Report. At FantasyPoints.com, I'm Joe Dolan with Graham Barfield and Tom Brawley, recapping all the Sunday NFL action, the injuries, the highs, the lows. Boys, there were a lot more highs this week than there were last week. There's uh, yes, sir. What, what, what are we, 12-1 uh, and one to the overs so far? Yes, correct. I think the And the only game that went under was the, the game that everybody expected, the Chiefs and Jaguars, to play to like a perfect uh, Oh, I think Miami-New <laughs> England might have gone under too. Yeah, yeah it, was, it did. Uh, yeah. 12, it was 46 no, and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, you were thinking, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's well, more, two, the, the day slate was like, it was the exact opposite of last week. Uh, just uh, so, uh, you know, I'm looking at fantasy scores and I've got teams that are losing with scores that would have been by far the highest in the league last week. It's just one of those weeks for fantasy football. Uh, uh, some teams shaking off the rust. Still not really convinced like a lot of still some poor quarterback play out there which we'll get to but it's good to be with everybody here at fantasypoints.com uh, the fantasy points podcast network if you want to sign up for a fantasy points content package not too late use code gurific25 at fantasypoints.com for 25 percent off that's gu instead of te in terrific make sure you double the r i am getting a lot of customer service tickets from people. <laughs> it's also in the show notes it's also in the show notes folks so uh that's that's the code you can use to sign up for fantasypoints.com. Good boys, good morning. It's uh it's uh it was a it is a beautiful morning here in Greenville, South Carolina, and uh the coffee is tasting a lot better today uh when I saw some of the fantasy scores out there this morning. Yeah, it was a good sign on Thursday night with that uh back and forth game against the Eagles and Vikings, and it carried through to this weekend and it was it was ugly last week, but it always regression was gonna come and we got it this week and Lots of points across the board, except for that Kansas City and Jacksonville game. Yeah, well, which we will get to. Let's start with that Thursday night game, though, Tom. Uh, Philadelphia 34, Minnesota 28. Graham, uh, sometimes coaches, even the smartest coaches and, and smart organizations do dumb things. The Eagles were forced to reckon with their Kenny Gainwell love, with Kenny Gainwell being out uh, on Thursday night with a rib injury. And DeAndre Swift, Graham, goes absolutely ham uh, against Minnesota with a career-high 175 and a touchdown. Um, look, we understand what DeAndre Swift's history is, okay? We understand that he's he's a guy who's had some injury problems. But yeah, uh, he's got to be the one here, at least the 1A here going forward. I don't, I'm not saying 28 carries a game, but 12 to 15 has to be in the cards for DeAndre Swift. Absolutely. I mean, Joe, you nailed this. You and I were both on this. It's like... We're kind of drafting all these Eagles running backs at cost, but the one that has the most upside, like if everything breaks right, it's Swift. And that was week, you know, that was Thursday night. It was also kind of a part of the game plan. Like looking back at that game, like Brian Flores was just so clearly going to play two high safeties and just like not let AJ Brown or Devonta Smith beat him deep after that one deep ball. And there was just, you know, a lot of light boxes. Eagles offensive line obviously just trucked him, but this is Swift's backfield moving forward. It has to be. I mean, it's going to be a 1A, 1B type of situation. Rashad Penny's not in the picture. I think he's clearly just an insurance player at this point. Moving forward, I mean, Swift is, what, guys, like top 15 at least moving forward. Yeah. I mean, he's 
the thing is, is that he probably is going to be ta- capped in the touchdown department. And that's kind of what we always said all along. It's like, if he does hit hurts is still the goal line back. That being said though, I mean, there's a lot that we're going to talk about James cook here in a little bit. They're not going to let him score touchdowns, but he looks awesome too. And he'll be a back end RB RB one to some point this year. So I I'm, I'm wheels up on Swift. It just, you know, at this point, it's waiting to see how they kind of use Kenny Gainwell with Swift. That's really what we're waiting He'll on. Have Until then, He'll have a role. That's the it's, big question coming in, you know, yeah. week three and beyond here is I don't think they want to just give like 80% of the snaps to Swift. They're, they won't. Gainwell is going to have a role in, you know, the, yeah. the, the two-minute offense. And we'll see about the goal line stuff. That's that's the bigger question for me. Although Jalen Hurts just takes all those one-yard touchdowns anyway, as we saw in that game on Thursday night. Yeah. Two well, of the, the push, rugby scrum. The push push, yep, the push, push is works. 100% success rate. Uh, it works. It's for the Eagles, the, the it didn't work for the Jets this weekend. Um, so it little, can little be stopped. A little different uh, body builds between Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and, a little yeah, different yeah. offensive lines, too. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the Eagles are – Peter King wants the Eagles punished for just having a quarterback who squats 600 pounds. So that that – that, that should be illegal, apparently. Anyway, um, Tom, the, the the thing about the, the Eagles here, first and foremost, Nick Sirianni, squeak, uh, squeaky wheel greaser, A.J. Brown is going to get the football on Monday night against the Buccaneers next week. That yeah. is a guarantee. Yeah, I'm not too concerned about the entire situation. Graham laid it out there that they were taking everything away deep and mm-hmm. kind of making them dink and dunk. That's why Dallas Goddard, hey, he came back to life, got the six catches. It was only for 21 yards or whatever it was. And <laughs> Hey, um, he led the team in targets, Tom. He did. He, he, there. Hey, it's better than yeah. a zero that he put up in week one. Yeah. So I have no real concerns you know, long-term they are... about this relationship between Hurts and Brown. Oh, no, no. And I, there was a little hmm. clip of A.J. Brown walking off the field um, and when he was walking off the field, he kind of gestured. He did the little like hand with his mouth moving to the crowd. And then he tapped his chest like that's on me. Okay. So like, yeah. it was almost like an apology to the crowd. I, I think took it was it a as. key to the battle. That was no, a key to the battle was. thing with him. He's, yeah. you know, he just wants the ball. He's an alpha yeah. receiver. He just wants yeah. the ball. Yeah. Uh, the Eagles do have to figure this stuff out because the little, li- everything underneath was the plan of both the Patriots and the Vikings. And for the passing game, it's worked. The Eagles, though, when they had an actual NFL running back behind behind that offensive line, ran the ball like crazy. So teams are going to have that give and take here. Um, on the Minnesota side, guys, there were, I mean, Kirk Cousins is dealing out there. Addison has kind of fit right into the feeling thing. The only thing is the Alexander Madison thing, and let's not even discuss the awful comments from Viking fans, but I mean – he hasn't been very good through the first two weeks of the season. This Eagle run defense though, has been absolutely stifling. It's just a run defense that Jordan Davis has clearly taken the next step. Not really a defense. I think you want your running backs going up against. No. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, Jordan Davis looks incredible. Uh, I was going to get better next week. They play the chargers much better run defense. So we'll, We'll see with Madison. I think you can give him one more week with yeah. the Chargers on tap. Well, yeah, what else are you gonna, getting, what else He's still getting do? a lot of work. He, you know, yeah. they really they did a couple design passes for Ty Chandler <clears throat> at the end of the game to try to give this offense a little juice because Madison wasn't giving it to them. But I still think uh, Chandler off the waiver wire. If you're looking for a, you know, you're in a deep format. I mean, Madison has brought nothing to the lineup here. They're they're probably regretting the decision to <laughs> to roll with him as their bell cow back here, but. Uh, it's it's not time to hit the panic button just yet. You you're still gonna plug them in as your RB two, and 
we'll see if it gets a little bit better here. But the the early results here aren't aren't very promising so far. A Green Bay and Atlanta. Atlanta wins this one 25-24. And I've got to give Arthur Smith credit. I thought he called a really good game. Um, that aggressive fourth down at the end. You know, that was that was a really interesting. <laughs> well, do you call. see his reaction, Joe? I don't think that, that was the intent. He was like, oh, no, they're running. The oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see that. Oh, oh, I that did was, not gosh. see it. Oh, yeah. He, he did not want them to actually run the ball there. <laughs> oh, well, I gave him a lot of credit for that call yeah. because because what happened was. Uh, so here's here's the situation, guys. If you didn't um, if you didn't see it, they had the ball at around the 20. It was around the 20. Um, and the, all they needed was a young way coup field goal to go ahead. They were it was coming up on the two minute warning on fourth down. They ran the ball with Bijan Robinson. He picks it up effectively ended the game because it forced Green Bay to use the rest of their yeah. timeouts. Um, and then they got a shorter coup field goal, but Tiger's head, apparently he didn't want to run the play. Yeah, um, yeah. Check it out. I, if you're listening yeah. to this there, yeah. I'm sure it's circulating out there on the internet. Yeah. Arthur Smith just has his hands up. by his, No, don't run it. <laughs> Bijan looks incredible. Um, he didn't score in this game, but he had 172 yards from scrimmage. I mean, the guy is a slam dunk RB one. Algier's going to get his carries, but the thing is Bijan's just better. Uh, Algier had 16 for 48 in this game and no targets. Bijan's just better, uh, Graham. So more often than not, Bijan's going to be the lead back here. Yeah, it's just a question of when they let him score touchdowns. Those are coming. I mean, he's just so freaking good. Um, Falcons, man. I mean, you know, we talked about this this offseason with the NFC South just in general. Like, they have such an easy schedule. Like, all these teams, Atlanta, New Orleans, all have such an easy schedule. Uh, Bijan will score touchdowns at some point. I mean, he's... We all knew, you know, the talent was obviously there. And, you know, Algier is going to be a thorn in his side at some point. But, man, Bijan, you've you've got to be feeling great if you took him in the back half of the first round, especially with the Eckler injury, especially with, you know, Bark- Barkley's injury. Bijan's looking pretty damn good in, in that back half of the first round spot of where you got Also him. pretty promising that they made Cordero Patterson a healthy scratch before the yes. game. So yeah. that's, I mean, he that was, that was, yeah, that was kind best. of the concern coming into this season, though, if this would turn into a, you know, potentially a three-man backfield. And uh, that, that doesn't seem to be developing here. Uh, Cordero is relegated to the bench for at least the time being so yeah. um yeah the run the offense is filtering through those two backs and you just got to cross your fingers whenever you play drake london and kyle pitts this uh, uh, you know pitts moving forward ran had like a 90 percent route share and five targets and he caught two for 15 i mean at, at this point like i i i know john got the question yesterday and if i got hunter henry or pitts i probably would have said pitts but like at this point, I'm playing Hunter Henry over him. Like, I mean, like, it's just frustrating. Although, let's let's give Artie Smith some credit. They they greased the squeaky Drake London wheel. Maybe next week is Pitts. Yeah, but we still got six Johnu Smith targets. Like, what are we doing? Oh, you know, like, oh. I know we're bitching at this point just for fantasy purposes, but really, like, logically speaking, how are you giving yeah, Johnu Smith know. six targets? And on the pack on the Packers side, guys, they they need jones and watson back i mean yeah. like jordan love a valiant effort he's gonna miss some throws and and look i think the reps that guys like Jaden reed and dontavion wicks are getting right now are gonna be really important for the packers going forward because they're young guys but they need aaron aj Dillon is really bad he's just he has no juice whatsoever um and hopefully they've kind of figured out that going forward aaron jones needs to be the lead back i'm not sure they have but tom aaron jones needs to be the lead back here yeah, we need him to get back healthy as quick as possible. AJ Dillon is, you know, he's just a complimentary guy here. You you 
put him in there to pound it late in the game. And uh, late as John, in season. As, yeah, as John says, late in the season, it's too, he was uh, hoping that the air conditioning would be turned way up in, uh, in, the, <laughs> in the Mercedes-Benz dome uh, to, to help him get that cold weather feel. But I, I guess they had it turned up a little too high for, for Dylan to get it going. But uh, yeah, this offense, I mean, it, it was a bit of a struggle. I mean, I like for the most part what I've seen from Jordan Love and, yeah. some of his ball placement and but he's just working with nothing at receiver right now he needs he needs aaron jones and christian watson back in the lineup as quick as possible uh he survived this week thanks to the three touchdown passes but um yeah overall the offense uh just 224 yards in this game it was it was pulling teeth uh for this passing game to to get moving the ball love Buffalo. looks great oh, oh, i just oh, gotta sorry, say Greg. real quick like love looks great like yeah. he he is gonna be that's a, awesome I, for christian that's why watson. i'm optimistic about christian watson when he gets back here because hey. I, I think he is actually playing relatively well he just needs a receiver at this point yeah i mean he's kind of got like a he's kind of got like a wild relief pitcher in him like he's gonna throw like 99 mile per hour fastballs that look great he's gonna miss a couple but like when he gets in the zone man it, it looks great so I, i'm in on watson for sure Let's go to Buffalo and the Raiders. Buffalo 38, the Raiders 10. Um, pat myself on the back a little bit here. And the Basically, my cover boy of the mismatch report was Josh Allen. I thought this was a huge bounce back spot for him. Um, it turns out it was Allen 31 of 37 for 274, three scores. Um, only seven yards rushing, but I wanted to see him take care of the football. He did just that. Um, three t- completely in control, Tom, were the Buffalo Bills here. And James Cook, he might he might get 1,300 yards from scrimmage without a touchdown this year, but he sure as hell looks good. I mean, he's got a second gear that none of these other backs have. 159 yards from scrimmage. At this point, he is a stardom kind of guy. You, you need a good reason to bench James Cook, and it's hard for me to find one with the exception, Tom, of the touchdowns. Yeah, that's that's the big yeah, – that's the big uh... – the only thing that's kind of holding him back from being an RB one at this, you know, a higher end RB one, because he's getting the passing game work. We saw it uh, in week one as well with four catches in that game. So he's already got two games with four catches. Um, you know, just this Damian Harris and Latavius Murray, they're, they're dead set. It seems on using those guys near the goal line. And both of those guys cashed in a touchdown in the game against the Raiders. So, that's the only thing that's really holding them back, and I, I just don't see it changing. So uh, we love what we're going to get from them, but that elite RB1 uh, potential, I, I don't know if we're going to get there with that unless something dramatically changes in, in the future. Uh, let's uh, Over on the Raiders side, oh, by the way, Gabe Davis looking really good in this game, 6 for 92 in a score. I know John was uh, guys uh, talking him up on the uh, on the Sunday morning live stream. Look, I think he's a wide receiver three for fantasy, but mm-hmm. in good matchups, and this was one, uh, he's he's clearly got a lot higher ceiling than some of the other guys you could be starting as a wide receiver three, Graham. Answered the call. He answered the call. Sean McDermott was like, yeah, we still need a wide receiver two after that Jets game. And and I think that was way more on Josh Allen than Gabe Davis that week one loss. But And the matchup. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah, and the matchup. He answered the call, man. Great game. Um, you know, Raiders are zone heavy defense. We've been targeting Gabe against zone heavy defenses for the last two years. So, yeah, man, good matchups. Gabe is definitely yeah. alive and well as a wide receiver three. Uh, flipping over to the Raiders, I mean, their run game has been a abysmal so far this year josh jacobs ran for negative yards in this game now fortunately he also had five catches for 51 yards you got to keep starting them but uh tom the, the the thing we have to watch here is jacoby myers was out with a concussion 
Devontae Adams got hit late in this game uh, and was evaluated for a concussion. So that's that's what we got to watch here for the Raiders. Yeah, I, he apparently wasn't available to be interviewed after the game, but uh, mm-hmm. I guess he was walking around the, the locker room and, you know, looked to be in fine spirits. But I guess you know, reportedly Jacoby Myers was the same way last week after a, a late hit in that week one game. So they're both of those statuses are way up in the air here. I mean, look at this receiving core behind them. There's not a third. They don't have a third receiver at this point. Uh, even with Jacoby Myers out of the lineup, uh, we have Austin Hooper with two catches for 20 yards as the number two oh. wide receiver in this game. So uh, this offense is it's all filtering through Devonte Adams, Josh Jacobs, and Jacoby Myers. So if one or both of those guys is out next week. Uh, this this could be a struggle against the Steelers on that Sunday night game. It could be pretty ugly over there. Zamir White came into that game late and lost a fumble. Um, he actually oh. ran for 22 yards, but lost a fumble. Hunter Renfro gets one target in a game in which Jacoby Myers is out, so I think we can forget about him, He's guys. dead. Done. Done. Uh-uh. Baltimore 27, Cincinnati 24. Tom, it was a better showing for Joe Burrow. It wasn't great, and he tweaked the calf. How concerned are you? Uh, I am concerned enough that I, uh, gave out the, the Rams plus six and a half this morning and in, in my best bets. So uh, I think it's already been bet down to five and a half. And, um, he was limping around on that throw down near the goal line at the end of the game. Uh, he hasn't looked quite right anyway, since coming back from that injury. And this is something I, I could see him potentially trying to play through, but we'll, we'll see how effective he is. So, uh, this is, this is going to be a, this is going to be a tough one because I, it's a Monday night game next week against the Rams. I know a lot of people will be using Joe Burrow and uh, Rams are pretty good. You know, there's been some back and forth in, in Rams games here so far this season. So this is one of those we're going to probably be sweating it out towards, uh, you know, toward the end of the line here. Might be uh, might be time to pick up like Matt Stafford off the waiver wire if he's available in your leagues. If you're uh, going to be looking to play Joe Burrow next week, because <laughs> I, I think this this could be a, a Sunday to Monday decision. Uh, Graham, I, I think Jamar Chase is going to get his eventually, but uh, we need Joe Burrow to be yeah. uh, half decent at that. Um, Joe Mixon, really, he's all they got, though, in the backfield. It's just that this offense has been so bad that the fantasy production hasn't really come with it. Yep. Mixon looks good, man. He's been the best part of this offense um, so far. I mean, you know, offensive line isn't great, but I, you know, I'll dig into the numbers. Efficiency is probably going to look pretty good. He looked good uh, yesterday against a good run defense. I just want to know, this is like, you know, two worlds colliding. Like Zach Taylor has been a horrific coach early in the season. The Bengals are now one and nine straight up in weeks one and two in his career. It's unbelievable. And, you know, Burrow's hurt. So it's it's a little bit of both. Like Taylor's not good to start seasons. And then, you know, obviously Burrow's probably less than 100%. So, yeah, things will turn around here quick. Longer week. They play Monday night, right, Tom? Yeah, it's Monday night. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, you get an extra that's day. Why, that's but. why we're, I'm like, we're a little concerned here with this Burrow injury. Because, yeah, I, yeah, I just don't know if we're going to have a lot of news by uh, by noon on Sunday next week. But yeah, hopefully we fair. get some indication if he's uh, at least practicing next week. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, on the Ravens side, pretty much an even split between Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. I think it's kind of weird that Justice Hill got the goal line work in week one because Gus, um, he yep, got he it here in week, week number yep. two. Both of these guys I kind of view as like RB3s. Um, if it's if you start Justice Hill, you hope he gets targets. He got three of them uh, in this game. And Gus, you hope he gets a touchdown. He got one in this game. So both guys kind of 
Uh, just, I think RB3s is kind of what they are. Um, I do think they want to be more of a passing team. Odell Beckham got hurt. He suffered an ankle injury. Doesn't look like it's serious, but it was enough to knock him out for the rest of this game. I still view, Tom, this offense as a work in progress. Yeah, it's still not completely clicking at this point. Um, it, it, it certainly looked better, um, you know, with Lamar going for, you know, two passing touchdowns in this game. Uh, Nelson Hagelar was actually his uh, big receiver this week, but uh, Zay Flowers, that, that kind of flipped the game. That was uh, a game-changing deep ball. Um, I think that, you know, put them up by multiple scores after they finished off that drive. So uh, that was kind of the the game-changing play. And so Zay is, uh, you know, this is, we're two weeks into this, but he's trending way up in my opinion. Uh, now we got Odell. It was kind of, maybe just a matter of time before he gets injured at some point. Uh, he's hasn't played in two years, dealt with multiple knee injuries and now has an ankle injury here coming out of week two. So uh, Rashad Bateman has just, you know, limited role here in this offense, just like last year. Uh, so I, I think Zay flowers is looking way up, even yeah. though, you know, he didn't get a touchdown and didn't get nearly the volume he got in week one, but I still think pr- pretty promising overall for him. Oh, I just put Zay on the list. Good call. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's, yeah. 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 Seattle. <laughs> Goes to Detroit and beats him in overtime, 37-31. Big game for Geno Smith. Uh, DK Metcalf left this game early with a rib injury. He returns to the game, probably playing through some soreness. And Tyler Lockett, guys, is inevitable. I mean, he's just one of those guys, oh, they they drafted Smith and Jigba. We got to move Lockett down the board. And they ate for 59 and two touchdowns, including the game winner from Geno Smith. Ken Walker. Finds the end zone twice, but 2.5 yards per carry in this one. Though, Graham, they're really not using Zach Charbonnet. He had four carries and two targets in this game. Yeah, I wanted to ask you guys, this is like one of the things I wanted to talk about here is, do we move Ken Walker up? Because that, on the one hand, you're right. Yeah, efficiency wasn't there, but like, it's two straight games now of Charbonnet being the clear, like just change of pace, like insurance runner. I mean, Ken Walker, I, I've been saying it for two years now. Like he's just got a different gear than than Charbonnet. Like it's it's pretty clear. Like Charbonnet just kind of gets what's blocked, and coaches will love him for that. But Walker can yeah. create. Because that's not Walker at all, by the way. Exactly. He will. Yeah. They're polar opposites. Yeah. Yeah. He will um, not get what's blocked sometimes, you- and then other times he'll get stuff that uh isn't blocked <laughs> so like uh that that's what, do you, what ken walker is but what ah. do you guys what do you guys think walker up or i i what, i'm still think? watch i've charbonnet's okay. snap share came up you know it's 26 percent this week um you know a few carries in the in the fourth quarter in that game yeah, we gotta remember he also dealt with a he had a, a preseason injury a training camp injury so uh, we're seeing it with the lions on the other side i mean they've been hesitant to you know really unleashed Jameer Gibbs. They want to bring these rookie running backs along slowly. So, uh, I mean, I, I just haven't really liked what I've, you know, totally seen from Kenneth Walker here the first two weeks, despite, you know, the two touchdowns. And yeah. so I'm still kind of in a watch, you know, I, I, I think I'm more, him. I think I'm more in the, uh, you know, maybe sell off a little bit high here with Kenneth Walker, but uh, I'm just a little bit concerned here. I, I think Charbonnet's role is just going to, continue to increase here over the next couple of weeks jared goff throws for three touchdowns and his first interception in like 400 pass attempts which was returned for a touchdown david montgomery 16 carries for 67 yards and a touchdown he loses a fumble also goes down with what dan campbell called a thigh bruise that must be a nasty bruise graham because he could not walk um i think you have to consider him questionable at best yeah 
Interestingly enough, when he left, they started <laughs> using Craig Reynolds in the backfield. Yep. Jameer Gibbs, seven carries for 17 yards. He also had nine targets, catching seven of them. Um, but that was uh, interesting that it appears they definitely want Gibbs to be some part of a committee. If Montgomery's out, he's going to be the bigger part of the committee, in my opinion. But very interesting that Craig Reynolds got carries, Graham, after David Montgomery left that game. Yeah, look, Jameer Gibbs is not a volume runner. I've been saying this for you know all offseason. This is, this is not going to be his role this year. It might be next year, but you know, going back to his time in college, he was not a guy you load up with 15, 16, 18 carries. He's just not that type of player. Maybe eventually becomes that, but for our game, we want these nine targets. Like that's to me the big takeaway. Nine targets led the team. Uh, Amon Ra was dinged the whole game. He he's been dealing with foot and ankle issues for the last couple of weeks. That's he actually had some cramps here, by the way, too. Yeah, well, yeah, he was, was pointing to his foot though. Yeah, I don't it, know. I was reading the, the Detroit uh, newspapers this morning because I I also gave a bet on the Falcons this morning on the best on my best bets. Um, Amon Ra is dealing with a, a toe injury, so yeah. um, it's cramps, but it also might be a, something a little else. So he's this is a this ankle stuff has been an issue dating back to last season. Uh, yeah. in training camp and now you know I, I don't know if we'll see uh what what his availability is in practice reports this week but i think there's at least a little bit of reason to be concerned and certainly i think a player to watch this week uh, obviously what you have to do with indianapolis and houston is watch the status of of anthony richardson who ran in two touchdowns in this <laughs> game um he attempts just 10 passes and throws for 56 yards and i think he still finished as a qb1 on the week because yeah, i think he still got the like 19 or 20 fantasy points so <laughs> um but he self-reported the concussion symptoms his head bounced really hard yeah. off the turf on his second run um the the, the colts are going to be careful with him guys so uh I, I think that's completely up in the air for this week we might see Minshew, yeah, unfortunately, and it, it, you know, it's one of those things where Richardson, man, I mean, he was on pace for a monster game, like 28, 30 point, just hammer. Then he picks up the injury. Yeah, we've seen in recent years, you know, guys that sustain concussions typically miss a week. So, yeah, I think we might see Minshew this week. In yeah. which case, better spot for Zach Moss because Zach Moss was allowed to score a touchdown after Richardson left the game. This season, I mean, Richardson's going to be their goal line back, but uh, if Richardson doesn't play this week, Zach Moss is going to be a, a pretty strong RB2 play. Lots of volume, but tough matchup against Baltimore, but uh, he was their bell cow this week. Yeah, and I also think this might help Pittman a little bit this week uh, yeah. against the Ravens. Uh, Twelve targets in this game. Yeah, he got fed by Richardson as well, but uh, you know he's he's, he's the only guy they're throwing to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at yeah, Josh Downs had five targets. Moss yeah. Granson at four targets. So he's getting fed, and uh, you know a one game here with the uh, uh, Minshew coming up maybe it isn't the worst thing for Michael Pittman as well. Um, at Houston, I got to give credit to CJ Stroud, who throws for 384 and two scores despite playing behind an offensive line that has opened guys. And here's the big concern for fantasy has opened zero holes for Damian Pierce in the early going. 15 carries for 31 yards for Pierce. That run, that, and look, it's not, you can't just blame the linemen. They're down four starting linemen. Laramie Tunsil didn't play in this game. Graham, Damian Pierce is a very clear down to me right now. Agreed. Yeah. And, you know, the role this week was better. They got boat raced, unfortunately, again, obviously, you know, like I said, Pierce or, uh, you know, they got ahead and then just couldn't really do much. I'm with you. I think it's a downgrade, too. I'll add him to the list. Uh, it's just, you know, Pierce is a great runner, but it's there's not much he can do when half, you know, the entire offensive line is out. Uh, do we know any any news about Tunsil? 
because that's that's like the big one to me. I think it came down to almost game time here. Okay. So, so he I, I, think the, I think the hope is he plays. But I mean, let's give Stroud some credit. And and Tom, you do the waiver wire. I know Nico Collins is probably not waiver wire, but how real do you think Collins and, and Tank Dell are here? Uh, Tank Dell, we'll, we'll see what John wants to do with the waiver wire, but I put him at the top of the list. Um, this is the first game without Noah Brown. Uh, he was a short-term IR. We go back to the preseason. Uh, you know, he lit it up with uh, CJ Stroud all preseason and training camp. Uh, pretty promising. I think he finished second behind, Ro- uh, was it Robert Woods? Uh, I think Robert Woods had the most snaps, 86%, and Tank Dell was at 79%. Obviously, game-aided there, uh, pass-heavy game script. I, I do think he probably is the third wide receiver, so he probably would be taken off the field in, in two wide receiver sets, but still very promising start to the season. And we're going to get to the point you know, relatively quick, quickly with this Texans team that we got to start evaluating for next year and you know get, get, get these young guys out in the field. So uh, Tank Dell is, would be my top ad at wide receiver right now. If we're like... Talking about guys that aren't heavily owned right now. Jacksonville and Kansas City. I don't want to talk about this one for too long. Uh, Jacksonville had every opportunity to win this game, just refused to do it. 17-9, to the Chiefs win. The Chiefs defense obviously improved um, with Chris Jones back. I don't know if you guys saw. uh, I retweeted it last night. Dan Orlovsky uh, put a video up. He had – the Jags ran such a cool concept. They ran – they ran basically a flood concept to the left side of the formation and they tagged it with a backside screen. Orlovsky said it's the first time he's ever seen it. The Lawrence threw the screen. Chris Jones got his hand up and knocked it down. Travis Etienne would still be running if uh if Chris Jones did not one of those games. did not knock the ball down. It was and that's one that a play caller is going to lose sleep over because they knew they had an amazing play that just and now it's on film. And then it didn't work at all. (laughs) There's going to be a few plays from that game, Joe, where the Jags are going to be losing sleep. I mean, Lawrence missed a couple of throws in the red zone. Uh, This has kind of been a reoccurring theme. Like if there's one spot you can pick to with Lawrence right now where he's not 100, it's in the red zone. And this was something we saw last year, something we saw in his rookie season. Uh, He misses high. You know, he missed Zay Jones high. He missed Calvin Ridley for a touchdown high. Ridley had a bad drop in the red zone too. Just a horrible game from, from him. Uh, better days ahead, but uh, guys, he also Christian collided Kirk, with the goalpost, by the way, yeah, and hurt his yeah. knee. So keep he it, banged his knee. That. Yeah, well, yeah. That, I mean that that was another miscue by Lawrence. If that ball is on him a beat quicker and the puts touchdown. it in the chest, that's a touchdown. You know, yeah. so real quick, Christian Kirk's lives. Uh, you know, we knew this matchup. You know, the Chiefs were going to play a lot of man coverage. That's Christian Kirk's uh, game. He beats man coverage. Uh, Doug I didn't even expect said it this week. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect him to go eleven for one ten, but. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, also Kirk's, interesting. He led them in back. snaps this week too. You know. Well, I I think that might have. Well, that might have been the Zay Jones injury. Zay had a knee oh, injury. Oh, Zay did. Game. I didn't even see that. Yeah, he came, but he came back. Okay. So that could have been the injury. Um. Or maybe maybe Doug did wisen up because I. Ugh. Guys, Zay Jones should not be. I, Doug Peterson is an amazing coach. I never ever want to like. <laughs> after everything we went through with urban i never want to like be negative <laughs> about doug but if that's the one thing you can point to it's like okay christian kirk should be started and he he is smart we sold tank bigsby not on yeah. the field at all you know down to 19 percent snap tank, share and tank zero cannot. point yeah. zero opportunities in the yeah, yeah. You know, zay jones, game and passing game 
Zay Jones goose egged on six targets. I know part of that was uh, the Trevor Lawrence issue, though, Graham. He he did miss Zay a couple of times. Yeah, uh, Zay could have well. had two touchdowns in that game, honestly. For the Chiefs, um, CEH played in this game but did nothing. Um, Travis Kelsey was back and scored. They weren't did not look in sync at all offensively. Tom, how did, is there how hope? did Patrick Mahomes get the 305 passing yards? <laughs> I had, it was all just the same the thing. Most he's been invisible doing. 305 yeah. that I, I saw all week. Yeah. Um, is there hope for Sky Moore, Tom? Um, I'm still a little pessimistic. Oh, more on the pessimistic side. Still four targets. Same. What was a kind Three of a for blown? 70, and he led him in receiving. He had yeah. the big catch to seal yeah. it. He yeah. ran a, a great route a, at the goal line. Blown coverage on that 54 yard reception yeah. where it would have been a two for 16 and a is he a line. bench hold yeah that's i mean i'm not dropping him i i still want to see it was this is a, what you uh, wanted to see right you yes, wanted to see him this, bounce back this was at least a positive first step here after you know just looking awful in the in the the, the first ga- first game against the lines there so um still 58 snap share uh well behind marquez velda scantling at 82 percent um yeah this is still a little scary for me i'm still more on the pessimistic side but at least it was a positive step after week one chicago and tampa bay baker out there balling 317 and a touch for baker mike evans is still awesome um here is one takeaway rashad white by the way 103 yards from scrimmage touchdown this is what you wanted to see from rashad white this is why you drafted him um, not just the but he, volume, but he also was efficient in this game. And the Sean Tucker train, Graham, everybody's fired up about Sean Tucker. Eight carries for seven yards in this game. So Rashad White, um, clear up here because he got the opportunities and he ran with it uh, in this game against Chicago. Yeah, it, the Sean Tucker thing is like, I think people are just get parrot syndrome on Twitter. Like if you watch Sean Tucker, he's a jack. Uh, <laughs> Rashad White is so much better. Uh, and he showed it. This is great matchup and this is everything like you said everything you wanted to see you also got five dump offs perfect uh to me Rashad is like a a really strong RB2 moving forward and with Baker playing well like that's that's huge I mean they have a really tough matchup coming up next to play the Eagles Monday night um you know Rashad will probably (laughs) regress that week but yeah he probably won't have a huge game against the yeah moving forward the man like like we've been saying NFC South is super super beatable Baker's playing well uh, with Baker playing well, you know, give him a few more layup touchdown chances near the goal line. So, yeah, wheel, wheels up on Rashad. He's definitely a player that's up this week. couple overarching takeaways here, Tom. Number one, start your players against the Chicago Bears. Yes. Um, <laughs> number two, Justin Fields sticks. Yeah, not good. This is uh, my one ATS loss um, for my best bets this week. I was uh, you know, on the Bears getting the three here, plus three, and it was looking good for most of the game. And then we had the... Uh, was it a pick six or yeah, I guess it was a, it was, it was, a, it was a once in pick six. He was, yeah. Yeah. Up to his own end zone. Pick six. The, the four yard, four yard touchdown return for Shaq Barrett for the, uh, for the cover for the Buccaneers. So, yeah. Look, yeah, I mean, he, he got off to a decent start and then it just kind of crumbled. You know, they got that... off, got away from the game script. You know, they, they, these teams script these first 10, 15 plays of the game. And once we got away from that, uh, you know, the opening script, yeah. it, it really turns out. He had the drive that ended in the, of all things, Chase Claypool touchdown. It was an eight play 99 drive. And I was like, oh, that might have been the best drive I've seen him have. And then right back into the sacks. And 
the thing about Fields is like he is the walking. De- it used to be like Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, but like those guys have actually been good at some point in their NFL careers. He is the walking definition of people when they say sacks are a quarterback stat. Like, yes. I mean, there's there's going to be a play. You'll see it. JT O'Sullivan's going to break it down. Bears fans have already highlighted it. He had three guys open yeah. and a perfect pocket, and it, and the play resulted in a sack. It's just – There's look, nothing I'm you not, can do at this, th- this point with that, you at know? At this point, yeah, I get it. Oh, the scheme, and Bears fans are going to be ranting and raving about the scheme. And I, you know what? I'm, I'm not even denying that that's an, not an issue. I mean, like, there was the one play where Fields threw an incompletion where Cole Komet and DJ Moore were in the same exact spot on the field, okay? That's, that's coaching because you can't have that happening. Um, yes, it's player error, but like you have to be drilling that into. But I, I think the coaching's a problem. And and Graham, Justin Fields, he runs, uh, he does run for a touchdown, but he runs for three yards. This is not a usable fantasy player right now. Yeah, it's a it's a concern. It's a big concern of of the elite quarterbacks that went in the you know top six rounds. You know, obviously it was good to see Lamar back. It was good to see Hurts scoring well. Allen had the bounce back game, but Fields is the one that we've got to be most concerned about. It's the processing speed. It's so yep. slow. He just holds the ball for so, so long. And then by the time the ball should be out, it's a sack. And, you know, Fields does a great job at avoiding sacks. But, Joe, to your point, he also brings on a lot of pressure by holding the ball too long. Just get rid of it, dude. Get rid of it. I know, Graham, you highlighted in your stat pack last week that he had like the second slowest or second fewest uh, first read pass attempts last week. And that's that's all not seeing the field, not seeing when your guy is open and throwing it. Or seeing before he's open, anticipating and anticipating throwing the ball. It. So exactly. he just has yeah. – he's one of those he's, – he's a college quarter. He's waiting to see his receivers open, and his receivers are open, and he's still not even pulling Yeah, I mean, that's so. the concern. But also, they've called four designed runs for him. I mean – I think that's going to change pretty quickly, though. If, yeah, I, if no I'm looking for right a now. sliver of hope for Justin Fields' fantasy potential – I mean, this this coaching staff could be, you know, you know, coaching for their lives here in the very, very near future. Right. So and we, like we so, might we might go back to what we saw the second half of last year, a lot more design runs. And well, like uh, the coaches, I feel like at this point, like they've been trying to say, oh, Justin Fields has developed. So we're not going to run all the same shit we ran last year. It's very clear he hasn't developed. So they have to start running the same. So he's probably going to be a worse NFL quarterback. I mean, it's kind of hard to be worse than he is now. But he's probably, Graham, going to be better for fantasy going forward. The, the problem is then if they keep losing, he's going to get benched. So it, it's it's just a multi-layered onion here. Yeah, and we're at this point now. It's like we, we've got to see some sort of progression in terms of the field reading. We're in year three, and there's there's not any. You know, and it's like at certain points, you know, you can point to coaching. You can point to scheme. You know, there's there's – bad plays every week across the NFL where guys run the same route or in the sprung spot at a certain point, you got to hit open throws. And I I don't know if Justin Fields can do that. And by the way, this coming week, they play the chiefs at Arrowhead. The chiefs are going to put 50 points on the bears (laughs) defense. Like it's oh, gonna be, God. it's gonna be a boat race, dude. We've been waiting for that from the the Chiefs, so we we would take that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's go to the Chargers in Tennessee. Um. Tennessee here. Uh, Derrick Henry did Derrick Henry things. Tannehill was very good in this game. Hopkins. Um. Hopkins was limited. I don't think he played even until the third play of the game. So they kind of had him. Uh. In a limited role with that ankle injury. Probably something they're going to have to monitor. Uh, going forward 60 percent snaps there yeah Yeah. although i mean 
this offense looked a lot better throwing the ball, spreading the ball around. So I think that's yeah. also something to keep an eye on here. We got we got talented guys in Traylon Burks and Chig. Like, you got to get these guys opportunities. We just can't be throwing 13 passes to DeAndre Hopkins every week and no after-the-catch ability anymore at his age. So, I mean, this is, this is what this offense should look like. I mean, let, let's spread the ball around a little bit. Yeah. Um, Josh Kelly was a big uh, dud here for for the Chargers. Um, he he only gets one target. He runs for just thirty nine yards. Um, Titans were a tough run defense. So if Eckler misses another game, keep that in mind for Josh Kelly. But the Chargers attacked the way we thought they were going to attack through the air. Keenan Allen looks spectacular. Uh, then the Chargers just, Justin Herbert thrown for like six hundred and fifty yards in two weeks, and the Chargers are zero two. It's 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 the same story, same movie every single year. Chargers fans, I feel for you. Uh, I really do. It's uh, it's incredible. But offense looks great, man. Herbert looks a lot better uh, this coming this past week. Got some downfield shots. Uh, Keenan, ten targets. Mike Williams, thirteen targets. No one else more than five. So sharp coaching. Just throw it to your best players. Uh, this is an offense that's yeah awesome moving forward. Yeah, but uh, how do they keep losing these games, man? I, just, I love I, like, it. I love it. Keep <laughs> losing games so Herbert keeps probably, throwing, baby. Probably this uh, <laughs> the head coach. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. We don't have the uh, the fire first coach fired odds, but I, I think his odds have to be shrinking at this point. He's well, be, we uh, he's we be have the, the Spider Man. We have the Spider Man pointing meme coming up in week three. Chargers Vikings. Vikings. Oh, oh my Lanta! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! I hope, that, uh, I hope that game has ninety points in it. Oh, that's it that might. one's going to be a fun one. I'm looking forward yeah, to that. Well, and if Kelly has to start really game. that game, it's the defense that DeAndre Swift just shredded for 175 and a touchdown. So just keep yep. that in mind. Um, the Giants in Arizona. The Giants actually win this one um, with a comeback. Uh, the uh, I'm sure Cardinal fans are kind of happy about that. Uh, uh, although Josh Dobbs has been pretty freaking good, to be completely honest with you. That's a good backup quarterback. Uh, but the, the big news here, guys, uh, is Saquon. Um, the Giants, I think the reports after the game were they felt, Tom, that they've dodged a bullet. It's not a serious ankle for Saquon, but they play on Thursday night against the 49ers. I am not anticipating Saquon playing in this game. That being said, am I picking up Matt Breida and starting him against the 49ers? No, I ain't. I am not doing that. Uh, I am just going to ignore this giant offense against the 49ers. Yeah, this is it's not looking good for Saquon, obviously, in week three. Uh, they did say x-rays came back negative. So that means there's no broken bones. Uh, he'll have some MRI testing today. Uh, prop. I mean, we'll see what we get. We we're, we're going to get at least a week absence here. I think breed is the top guy. If you're desperate off the waiver wire. Um, I think, you know, they're 10 point underdogs against the 49ers. So uh, I think it's going to be a probably split the carries between him and Brightwell and, um, uh, the gray kid from Oklahoma, but, uh, you know, Brita's the passing back here. So, uh, you know, he, if you're playing in a PPR format, maybe he gets four or five cheap uh, receptions in this game from Brita. But, yeah, it's it's not a good situation coming into a short week against yeah. that, that defensive front uh, seven. I understand – what with this offensive football. line too yeah, yeah that, uh, that's the other exactly yeah. that's the offensive line here man I, oh my god uh, it's bad and um, andrew thomas didn't play um here's the thing i understand like i'm, I'm saying i'm not buying burrito but i understand what the running back position is like for some people in fantasy football you just want guys who get touches and i guess matt burrito will get that even in a tough matchup i will say this though um seeing what dan dimes has looked like against a good nfl defense and even what he looked like for a half against quote-unquote a bad NFL defense in the Cardinals 
I have leagues where I have both him and Anthony Richardson. I'm going to pick up another quarterback. Like I, I'm not going to play Danny Dimes against 49ers this week. I, I, he was he was non-functional for six straight quarters. Like I, and then he was great in the second half, and, and he ran in a touchdown. But do I trust him against the Niners, Graham? No, I do not. Ooh. No, especially without Saquon Barkley. Uh, we're obviously monitoring Andrew Thomas's health. I'm hoping they sat him out this week to get him healthy for that Niners game. So maybe we'll have a, like a glimmer of op- uh, optimism with this offense. I'm with you guys, though. I think the only guy you can really start on the Giants on Thursday night is Darren Waller. Yeah, and, and I, I don't feel great about that, but at least he led them in targets. I mean, on the Cardinals side, I, I want to kind of go through this game quickly just because we have four more games to cover. James Conner, start him. Zach Ertz is a thing. I mean, eight targets, six catches. He's slow, but it doesn't matter. He, like, Josh Dobbs targets him. Hollywood Brown, 10 targets. Hey, look, Josh Dobbs is throwing the ball to their good players, so at least yep. at least he's doing that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I yeah, I was just going to say Hollywood is – he has a pulse, you know. A uh, rough schedule coming up. It's not just the Niners. I think they, they have a really tough game in week four, too. I can't remember. Um, yeah, actually – Yeah, it's yeah, Cowboys Niners. and Niners, I think they have. Yeah, Cowboys and Niners. So you're probably not starting them. But we're all ex- – real quick, we're all expecting Kyler back week five, right? Like that's yeah, kind of – Yeah, I would a, I've been kind of looking – there's been not a peep about it. So I, yeah. I hope so. But um, I'll continue to – to look for that information but it, it's been radio silence so far on on his availability i know there was people out there the uh the you know the script nfl scripted people are you know saying that the oh, they threw that game in the second half to, to the giants so they could keep their hopes alive for the Yo, number one these people pick. need to go touch grass go touch some grass get outside man <laughs> like you, you could do something else with your life 49ers <laughs> and the rams uh the 49ers guys it, here's what it is start them with the exception of Except for Kittle. Kittle, I was gonna yeah. say, <laughs> yeah. this I, was I our had... concern. By the way, uh, we were all, all us three were all over this with Kittle. I mean, we yeah. were we were telling people not to draft him. I mean, it's like when Debo and Ayuk are healthy, and Ayuk kind of got dinged in this game with a shoulder injury. He might not be a hundred percent, but when these guys are all healthy, plus McCaffrey, Kittle's the four here. It just yeah. is what it is, and he's, he's it sucks, but that's the way this offense yeah. shakes yeah. out. Yeah, he's uh, now, watch Ayuk. It's a he's shoulder now, for Kittle IU, has right? 30 or fewer receiving yards in seven of his nine games with Purdy. So uh, wow. he, he he was covering it up with the uh, the touchdown sent well, uh, at the end of last two, year. But it, those two games were probably without Debo that he had over. 30. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's this is this is not this has not been the connection. And I get it. I mean, you got Debo, you got Ayuk, we got McCaffrey. We're running a, a limited number of plays uh, with how they want to play. Uh, Kittle's Kittle's the odd man out. Yeah, uh, we'll have to watch Ayuk. Uh, he gutted it out with like a shoulder injury. Um, we'll we'll keep an eye on him this week. Those things can always stiffen up. Yep. On the Rams, as well. yep. on the Rams. Oh, that's a good point, Tom. Oh, mm-hmm. they they can maybe hold him out this week. Yeah, well, yeah especially yeah, ten good. point ten point favorites. Um, good yeah. point. I'll make that note. Yeah, Jawan Jennings looked pretty good in his you know kind of in his place there. So, he's goddamn Thursday night games. But yeah, that's that's definitely a concern here. Um, on the Rams side, uh, Kyron Williams, stardom. Uh, I mean, Cam Akers is going to be traded. Uh, Rap Sheet has said they've had phone calls about it. I can't imagine it's much more than like a seventh round pick at this point. <laughs> yeah, but... I was going to say, who's knocking down their door here? I mean, I mean the maybe, Lions, maybe the without... Ravens. Yeah, huh? Ravens. The Lions could be without too. Montgomery yeah. for a couple of weeks, you know, like maybe that. Uh, 
uh, the Vikings, maybe. Yeah, the, Who knows? the Ravens need another another jag in their backfield. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Kyron Williams start on Puka Nakua on twenty targets. That's twenty two zero. Joe, our our <laughs> Sunday live stream was basically every question was Gabe Davis versus Puka, and Graham and I were on Puka. John was on uh, Gabe Davis, and I think we were both very very correct. <laughs> yeah, that was like uh, that was they both went over twenty points. I think so. I, I mean, I don't know if you can say Gabe over Puka's a win, but eh, I got 20 points anyway, so yay. <laughs> you know, Gabe scored, I mean, Puka didn't. Um, Tutu yeah. Atwell's a thing. Yeah, Tutu. I mean, you can play Tutu. I mean, you can play Tutu in 12, 14 team leagues, nine targets. Last week, what was it, 10? Uh, you know, obviously, he's not he's not getting the Puka stuff where he's getting the crossers. He's just tiny, but I mean, they're motioning him out, giving him some design stuff. Obviously, he's got the deep speed, and he can run after the catch. Uh, Tutu's a, a legitimate flex play every week. Yeah, Matthew Stafford, you you are a fantasy He's god. We love you. We love you. Just keep making these fantasy stars here. I mean, Puka out of nowhere. Tutu was like, you know, basically written off uh, as dead after you know after they used a high pick on him. It's unreal. Cooper, we we love you, Matt. Cooper Cup, guys. If his hamstring is like eighty percent, and Stafford's playing at this level, like Cup is going to lose his mind when he comes back. I mean, yeah. He's going to lose his mind. And then, you know, you can just play, you know, you, you'll still be able to play Nakua. I mean, Van Jefferson's dead. Four for yeah, four targets, one, one catch. You know, Forget so. about it. Yeah. The Jets at Dallas. Um, look, we knew this was going to happen. Dallas wins 30 <laughs> to 10. Dallas actually throws the ball well in this game. Um, Dak was great. Yeah, Dak played really – Dak didn't have to do anything last week. He played well this week. Um, look – I understand this was a tough spot for Zach Wilson, but oh God, guys. I mean, the Jets cannot, they just cannot waste this roster on Zach Wilson. They can't do it. What's their other option though? Yeah, that's that's what I keep going back to. They they don't have an option though right now. I don't I, I, I guess they gotta wait it out to see if one of these teams really tanks, but and they want to trade a cousins or a Stafford, but those are the like but how does how does Aaron Rodgers feel about that? You know, like I, I don't know. This I've is... got bad news too. I mean, they play the Patriots next. Like Belichick is going to eat Zach Wilson's. Patriots yeah. are zero two too. They need a win. Like the Patriots are zero two, but their defense has been really good. Really, really good. That that uh, that is a talent. Christian Gonzalez is the steal of the draft. That dude is unbelievable. If you, I mean, Garrett Wilson, two catches for eighty three. Thank God for that. I oh, mean, boy. like uh, it's like, going to be pulling teeth every week with him. I mean, we're going to get God so many like, questions I mean, on him, guys. Tell me you wouldn't feel better about the Jets if Carson Wentz was their quarterback. Tell me you yeah. would. He would throw. Nah, he would throw Garrett right. Wilson hero balls. Yeah, he would, he would at least balls, give these yeah. receivers chances. I mean, there yeah. would be a lot of interceptions with them, but we're getting a lot of interceptions with Zach Wilson. Yeah, we're yeah, getting you're right. Three, we're getting you're a right. lot of interceptions with Wilson and no completions. <laughs> like, yeah. like, and now understand, this was a really brutal matchup for them. But like, can the Jets just sit here and say, "Well, you know," and then we play? Then we play the oh that the Patriots is a brutal matchup, so we we got to excuse them from that. I mean, eventually you need to have somebody play half decent in a brutal matchup, and then you could be like, all right, we we were competitive, the matchup got to them. Uh, I, I mean, it it just was not good at all. Like I understand, you know, the the Jets have a great defense, and Dak Prescott's getting a lot of headlines today, and you know, and rightfully so. I don't care who your defense is. If they're on the field for 42 minutes, they're going yeah. to give up production. They're going to give up first downs. Like, it's just going to happen. 
Dak was great. Now, I think we need to give a little credit to Mike McCarthy. Everybody on fantasy Twitter was calling him a donkey, but this is a well-schemed offense. They are getting the ball to CeeDee Lamb all over the field. He's lining up outside. They're getting it to him over the middle. They're throwing it to him on the boundaries. Like CeeDee is the man in this offense. And obviously, you know, Tony Pollard gets there with great usage again this week. Dowdle, you know, got a couple of goal line carries, but I think that was after Pollard got him in the road zone. He probably just needed a breather. Um, yeah, man, I just elite I, usage for both lamb and Paul. I mean, 30. Yeah. I gotta Paul. say, man, if, if lamb, man, lamb, lamb has top three potential this season. I mean, if, yeah. If Chase falls uh, yeah, off because it's of all Burrow, come I mean, down to their, if their defense is too good and they don't yeah. play, in. that's the concern. That's the yeah. concern. How many games are they going to have where he needs to get but five targets? Because guys, seventeen targets this season. He has two hundred and twenty <laughs> yards. Yeah, that's eye popping. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. Washington at Denver. I have no idea how Denver lost this game. I was like, uh, I got off my <laughs> Neither Sunday. Do I. I got off my uh, Sunday show on Sirius XM and I went downstairs, ordered a pizza. I had to record my morning show. And then all of a sudden I see Washington's up two scores. I'm like, what? Like what's going on here? I don't know what the heck happened to Denver. Uh, Tom, do you have any insight here into what happened to Denver's offense? I mean, you look at the numbers for Russ, 18 to 32 for 308 and three touchdowns. Of course, one of those being an impossible Hail Mary. But uh, what the hell happened in this game? I mean, it's it was they lived and died by the big play. I mean, Marvin Mims gets loose for two long catches. Uh, you know, his other touchdown was on a on a hail mary. They just couldn't sustain offense outside of that. And it, it, yeah, they did a decent job last week of sustaining offenses. The uh, you know they were driving the ball. I, I know that game had very limited drives in it against the Raiders. Uh, but they had trouble just getting first downs, and it was yep. they lived and died by the big play and. Um, but you know, one thing's for certain, they need to get Marvin Mims on the field a little bit more. I mean, this, yeah. give this offense some juice, oh, uh, t- too long. Gotta catches. get little Jordan Humphrey going. That's yeah. It's dude, Sean Payton's up to his old shenanigans, getting every receiver on his depth chart involved here. Mims was still just 16 snaps, 24 snap share. I mean, get out of town, get him on the field with, uh, you know, court, get Cortland Sutton off the field for all I care. Uh, get him on the field with Judy. Let's go. Let you know. Give Russ a, a better chance of s- some success here. Well, the long term, that's my take. Tom is Sutton might get replaced here, and I, I we'll see Mims snap share come up. Peyton will figure this out, but I think that's my my takeaway is that Mims might take over as the as the two opposite Judy. Uh, Judy obviously a little limited. Just wanted to note real quick: sixty eight percent snap share for Eam this week. Coming off the hammy, that should come up. Uh, Russ, by the way, I know Tom, you were you were saying you know they can't get first downs, but Russ is he's still got it. I, I, there's still something there, man. Those two deep balls to Mims were dimes, legitimate dimes. They've got to find some sustaining offense in the intermediate levels, though. Like that's that's the, been the one the thing with Russ is like good in this one. The run game was they not didn't good run again. it. Yeah, well, that comes yeah. back to Tom's point. They couldn't sustain offense. Can't get first yeah. downs. You can't run it. Yeah, so they uh, they averaged 6.4 yards per play, but they were 4-12 on third down. They ran 62 plays, uh, and running backs carried the ball on 15 of those 62. That's not enough. Nope. Nope. Yeah, you can't have Russ. You can't have Russ dropping back that many times. I will say Rush did give you a 6 for 56 as a runner. He had a great fantasy yeah. game. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he, I mean he, was he the best fantasy quarterback? Am I missing somebody? Uh, I mean, three touchdowns and 300 yards and 54 rushing yards, uh, 56 rushing yards. Quarterback? He, he might have been so 
Uh, uh, what no, a, Danny Dimes got him. Oh, uh, Dimes got him with his cousin's what a wild game. Like this game was totaled at like 38 points and, you know, yep. <laughs> well, absolutely insane. We got yep. uh, 68 instead out of it. Washington, I mean, Brian Robinson looks really good, guys, and he is their guy. Antonio Gibson. I mean, he, I know he caught some passes at the end, but like Brian Robinson's He's their so guy. Bad. Gibson's Gibson is not a good runner. Good yeah. receiver, not a good runner. I mean, uh, it's, how about it's Brian Robinson? Weird had two 21-yard catches in this game. I mean, yeah. like, he's looking like a, a legitimate league-winning kind of pick where where he was getting drafted. I know he's going to have days, like, against when they play the Eagles, he's going to carry the ball 14 times for 43 yards. Like, I understand that's coming. It, as a matter of fact, it happened last week. But he's their goal line guy. He's adding a little bit as a receiver uh, i don't know he's looking really good man yeah that's that that's my only concern here i mean this is still a pretty 50 50 split with the snaps um you know commanders couldn't ask for you know two better matchups these are two of the worst teams in the nfl that they got to play now we get now we get the bills coming up next week we, they got to yeah. go through that nfc east gauntlet that would be my only concern with brian robinson but otherwise when he's on the field they're giving him the damn ball i mean 18 carries um and he was uh what was his final snaps uh 38 overall so you know you factor in his two catches uh he was touching the ball basically more than half the times uh he was on the field so that's well, excellent usage one big concern here sam Howell threw 39 passes not a single receiver was targeted more than six times well, just like last week too they are spreading this ball out being that's the thing i've i've noticed with the enemy um i'll dig into it a little bit more yep. the last week was the kansas same city. thing he's got the yeah. kansas city andy reed stuff going on yeah uh, and I, that was my that was kind of why i was drafting the receivers like we were we were in on b rob and best ball and uh in <laughs> season long too i was drafting these receivers because i was thinking like man it's gonna be pretty condensed like it'll be dots and mclaurin uh week one logan thomas eight targets Curtis Samuel, five targets this yeah. past week. We get the big spread out target share. I mean, McLaurin gets there with the touchdown, but I think we got to downgrade Dotson. Um, yeah, we just have five to. targets in this game, three for 22. Yeah, got this us to was... kind of a quick start, but then he was a ghost in this game. Yeah, this was uh, the kind of the matchup we were we were hoping for. I don't yep. know if that really materialized here uh, with Sertan and yeah, McLaurin. That's... I wasn't drafting a lot of their receivers. I just didn't like the price on them. And then by the end of the summer, I was like, man, I don't have enough dots. And, and now I'm not really regretting it. Like, it's just like uh, Brian Robinson was by far my most drafted player here. By the way, guys, you have to watch Logan Thomas. He was uh, concussed on that <laughs> absolute awful cheap shot by Kareem Jackson. Yeah, who got ejected. That was really yeah, Kareem bad. Jackson loves to do shit like that. It's yeah, ridiculous. he yeah. did that in week one, too, to somebody. I know Absolutely. they were talking about in the game. And apparently he's not going to be suspended, which is unbelievable to me. Oh, because he got the first yeah, – he missed the entire second half or – Yeah, I don't know. Like, but, yeah, he got yeah. tossed from the game. Yeah. yeah. So. Hey, anyway. should get at least a nice fine for that. <laughs> Miami at New England, 24-17. to 17, Miami wins. I thought Bill Belichick's defense did a really nice job on the Miami offense. It's just that the Patriots couldn't get anything going themselves. They really struggled uh, to run the ball for the second consecutive week. The Patriots, uh, the Dolphins did not struggle to run the ball. Raheem Mostert, after he was a ghost in week one, he scores two touchdowns looking really good here uh, in the backfield. Any any really notable takeaways from this game for you, Graham? The, the Dolphins are kind of the same team to me every week. You start, you start Tua, you start – I guess you could bench Tua in a tougher matchup uh, if you have a viable second option. But you, you play Waddle, you play Tyreek, and you play whoever their top running back is, and then you forget about everybody else. 
Yep. Yeah. I put uh, Mostert up. I think it's worthy of an upgrade. Devin A. Chain is is still in the doghouse. He was active for this game, but but basically didn't play. He had a nice run at the end, but it's it's Ahmed as the two. I'm going to throw Jalen Waddle on the watch list. He got uh, concussed, I think, yeah, at the end of the game. Um, yeah, that was so, the game. That was the play that Belichick was furious about you know, well, his safety. That was a clear top. cheap shot, though. When they slowed yeah. it down and played the other angle where the referee had the angle from down the line, mm-hmm. it was a clear cheap shot. So, yeah, we'll, we'll watch Waddle into this week. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, they play the Broncos this coming week. I don't think that's really like a you know good or bad matchup for them. Um, you know, so, yeah, Tua back in quarterback one. Uh, we'll see on Waddle, and I think Mostert is, um, you know, startable, really startable RB two every single week. He's going to get all the goal line touches here. On the on the uh, Patriots side, I mean, Ramondre. It, I, I was a little surprised he didn't do more in the passing game, but Miami's been Miami uh, held him in check in the run game, which is a concern for me. That has to be an offensive line issue for the Patriots because the Chargers ran all over them, Tom. Um, The Patriots receivers, Devontae Parker came back, led them in receiving, uh, even though Kendrick Bourne led them in targets. And at this point, T-Bro, I think Hunter Henry is a weekly top 10 tight end. Yeah, I, we're back to you know great usage in the in the uh, red zone again, uh, just like in 2021 when they last had uh, a play caller that uh, could do things uh, with Josh McDaniels. Um, although that touchdown was uh, completely illegal. I mean, they yeah. had their entire Collins offensive line. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm watching it live. I'm like, how is this counting? Like, it looked like their entire offensive line was in the end zone with them. Um, but yeah, this receiving core though, it's it's going to be. Tough to navigate here. Uh, Devontae Parker comes right back and leads them in snaps. And uh, we had the Juju Smith-Schuster report from last week from our boy Andrew Callahan uh, saying that he's buried down the depth chart. Uh, He got more opportunities this week because Demario uh, Douglas um, had a fumble. Of course, Bill's got to put him in the doghouse and make him pay for it. Uh, so, but he clearly brings a lot more juice than Juju Smith Schuster at this point. So I think Juju is still somebody you could drop him five for 28 here, six targets. Uh, I think they should want to get Demario Douglas on the field more. So, yeah. um, th- that's a guy I would be willing to drop at this point. All right, guys, that'll wrap it up for the, uh, audio edition of the market report podcast the written edition will be on fantasypoints.com this afternoon monday the 18th and if you want to read it use code gurific 25 which is in the show notes to get a 25 percent discount he's graham barfield that's tom brawley i'm joe dolan thanks for listening everybody and tom and i will be back with you tomorrow breaking down the waiver wire have a good one Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.